wow, okay, how much is enough? And how much of a blessing can, can I truly be? But first I have to be whole and I have to be healed and I have to be uh, true and authentic to myself. You are listening to the Heath Fluids Podcast, and we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the second chance coach for men, Michael David Huey. Guys, welcome to another session of the Heath Fluids Podcast. I'm Michael David Huey. I'm the founder and CEO of Heath Fluids. And today, is just another day, but today is a very special day. And every day that, that, that God has breathed life into us is a special day. And um, we'll get deep into this, but today's guest uh, is, has became a really close friend of mine. And how many of you know that you can go to an event or you can join a community and you have this expectation of what it can be like, and it doesn't happen exactly the way you thought it would happen. But God's promises are always yes and amen. And he says that he'll turn things around for his good. When it's good for him, it's good for us. Because when we're in communion and oneness with him, he takes care of the rest. And I've learned that more probably in the last six or seven months because I made a decision. We're going to talk about accountability a little bit today. But uh, my guest has became one of my accountability partners with my friend, Tim Douglas, who I had on my first podcast. And it's really cool because now I'm even closer to him, even though I haven't seen him yet since I moved over here. But I'm still, instead of being like two hours away from now, now I'm like 25 or 30 minutes away from him. And and that's a good thing because anytime you can you can step into, and I said, and I'll say this probably while we talk, is that I wish I would have done this 15 or 20 years ago. Like I can remember a conversation that I had with Don at an event in Tampa where we were standing back to back and we turned around and it was like, it was one of those conversations about who's going to talk first. And then yeah. the Lord spoke something to me and I, I spoke it into him and reality came and truth came and then relationship came. And out of that situation that really didn't turn out the way any of us thought would turn out, turned out even better than we thought because it's now allowed us to have accountability in our relationships with our spouses. You know, Dawn and Tim have children. I do not. I've been able to father a lot of children from my business and coaching and doing those type of things, but it also allowed us to do business and it's allowed us to learn to do business. And it's really funny. I, I I was talking to a friend of mine earlier and she's in that transition of being burnt out on what she's doing. And I can remember having conversations with Don that, you know, he, he was a teacher for close to 15 years, I think. And, and, yeah. and then knowing his calling, but yet knowing that the bill still needed to be paid. Right. And then stepping into his calling. It's like I said to my friend, stepping out of God's permissible will and sometimes into God's perfect will right at that time. And so uh, I'm super excited uh, Don, if you listen to the intro of this podcast, you heard the voice, we call him, <laughs> Don Gadsden. And guys, listen, Don is just here um, because he deserves to be here, because he is a man of integrity. He's a man of humility. He's funny. Uh, he he likes, to, likes to pick on me every once in a while. I like to pick on him. But I just want to welcome to the He Fluence podcast, my friend, um, my accountability partner, uh, a partner in life that we're going to make massive impacts in the kingdom of God together and separate, but we're going to support each other in that journey. So welcome, Donald. How you doing today, my friend? Wow, bro. What a, what an intro. Uh, doing good, man. I love you, good. brother. I appreciate that. That means that means a lot to me. Um, happy to be with you, and it's it's amazing to um to have seen the evolution of everything he flows, and then I also like now be sitting where I'm sitting and talking to you in public. You know, what I'm saying we've talked and text and talked throughout the week every single week, um, but to actually be able to to be on the podcast and spend some time together. It, it means a lot to me, man. Thank you for sharing your platform with me. It, it means the world to me. It means the world to me to have you. So. I gave you kind of an introduction and I've said this to Don, like, I just love like public speaking is my thing. Like when we, when people ask me like, Mike, how do you, how have you learned how to transition? Because those are funny. I was on a leadership call last night, Don, with some people in Hawaii and, and she said, man, why do I still say, um, right. And I said, even the best have said it once or twice in their life. Right. And I remember sitting at the feet of my, um, of my uncle who was a master toastmaster, right? Like he just was like, I could sit and listen to him for days. And you, you just have those people in your life that, you know, made a massive impact in you. And, and, and Don has made a massive impact in my life. And like I said, both of us kind of feel like, man, what if we would have had accountability partners 10 years ago or 20 years ago? Like what would our life be like? Right. It would be different. So even though I gave an introduction, why don't you tell people like who you are, like 
I know you're yeah. a dad. I know you're a husband. Why yeah. don't you tell us a little bit about your story? Because here's what I've learned before you say this, mm-hmm. is that our stories, and, and it's really funny because Don and, and my friend Tim, who we're accountability partners with, when they listened to a podcast that I was on, actually of a friend of Don's uh, that I knew that was on his podcast way back when Joe Martin had his podcast, which is now one of the, uh, the, the number one men's Christian podcast, which I'm coming for you, Joe. But on, on iTunes, we are launching on iTunes on Friday, which is going to be awesome. awesome. Uh, um, I believe that you get to know people different when they tell their story. So why don't you tell your story a little bit about who you are and what you stand for? Man, that's that's such a great question. Uh, what is your story? Because I'm I'm in a season where God has literally shown me that um that the story that I used to hold on to it can no longer be my story. Um, you know, prior to about you know uh, a year and a half to two years ago, my story would have gone like this. Um, I am uh, the son of of teenage parents. Um, uh, I was born a twin. My twin passed away uh, sometime after we were born from uh, just complications. Um, and so I grew up in a household where I was always favored, you know, in a, in a sense, um, my, uh, my brother who was five years younger than me, um, grew up in South Florida. I'm a, I'm an eighties baby. And so I'm very familiar with, uh, everything that, that was the eighties, the good, bad, and ugly. The Lord, uh, the Lord had his hand on my life from a very, uh, young age, grew up sports here and there, but I really developed really, really early into taking an interest in drama and theater and, um, and anything to do with being silly, using my voice, um, and loving really? on people. Yeah. Right. You know, is that a surprise? Right. Um, and, uh, first, uh, first to graduate in my family, first grandchild on my dad's side to graduate high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one to go to, uh, to college. It's the first male to go to college on both sides of the family. So with that came a lot of a lot of first, I was um, almost like a barrier breaking type of child, you know what I'm saying? And so with that came a lot of, um, a lot of self-consumption, um, a lot of, um, a lot of, I wouldn't say pressure, but a lot of just like identity stuff that I didn't know was, was building. Um, and uh, went away to college for, for four years, Southeastern University right here in Lakeland, Florida, go fire. Um, went away, uh, graduated college in 2007, went and got a master's degree in family and youth ministries in t- 2008, a one year fast track, uh, master's program, crazy, craziness there, but then ended up coming out of school and ended up getting into nonprofit work, loving on kids, teaching, then that developed into, um, into an amazing career, uh, teaching middle school here in Orlando, Florida. Um, now all within the last, you know, uh, 15, 16 years of my life, this beautiful, uh, African woman that I um, that I married, uh, my wife. We've been married here for uh, for ten years. She celebrated ten years. It'll be eleven years in April. And uh, we were foster parents for about about eight years, which is an amazing calling that that I really feel like God really handpicked us for for a season. Um, and so my life, really, Michael Man, has been up until this point a life where um, I am the quintessential African American male that has idealized to some point the American dream. Um, you know, being able to be raised by, by parents who had those struggles and, uh, who somewhat beat the odds. Um, and they got the job done, got us, you know what I'm saying? Like healthy and whole. And we didn't fall prey to a lot of different things that, you know, a man in my, in my shoes who looks like me does fall prey to for different kinds of reasons. Um, and then the Lord saved me at the age of 12. Um, but I really truly began walking with him. I would say around the age of 15 or 16. And so, man, um, it is really a, uh, a beautiful melting pot of, of God's grace, of creativity, of redemption, of grace. About 10 years ago, I started to um, develop this desire to go full time into voiceover work. And so uh, Donald Gasson is known as a Donald the Voice here in, in, in the country and, and around the world to, to some degree. And um, and I tell you, Michael, about a year and a half ago, man, um, I began this this process and journey of saying, wow, I can no longer hold on to the story that I was holding on to. I have to really begin to recreate totally a brand new book, not another chapter, but like I really have to begin to go from, as the Bible talks about, from glory to glory. And so with that, man, as you know, as we as we talk about every week on our accountability calls and just, and just being brothers, with that comes this tremendous refining process. And God began to strip me down. Um, God began to reveal a lot of the, the different things that um, that I, you know, have been holding on to. A lot of things that I, I didn't want to part ways from because it had become so much of my identity. 
and one of those things was um you know being um being a uh, a full time uh, Christian professional, um, and we can talk 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 about this later. But you know, <laughs> my my training, my education was framed in this way, where I uh, you know am able to teach, I'm able to you know do all these amazing things um, in Christian dumb. But man, when I look deeper beneath the surface of my life, um, I was really liking fruit. Uh, and I think that, and we'll talk about this later, but that, that really came out here recently in a situation that I deal with in my, in my marriage where we just really walked through, uh, um, a uncovering of financial infidelity. Um, and so, uh, so man, that's never I just, fun. That's yeah, never I, fun. I tell you, man, I, I just gave you like the, uh, the, you know, kind of like a, a melting pot of, of it all. Version. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, but that is me, man. I am here, um, learning what it means to allow God to write the next book in this volume of, of my story. And so, uh, that. good to be here, man. Well, it, it's and and happy black history month. By the hey, way. man. That's uh, right. Bro. That's right. Right. And, um, you know, it's really funny. I, 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 I wrote this, I wrote a, a post the other day about just some of the, the, the African-American men in my life that have really like made an impasse. And, it, and it's really funny. One of my friends, Tolliver Wills, who was the only African-American student in my high school, one, mm. one. And he was like my best friend. And, you know, I went on to college and my roommates were all African-American. I was the, I was like the, the white man that could jump. <laughs> you know, the white man that could dunk the basketball behind my head and yeah. and, and 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 it's really funny like we we never take the time and I'm glad that, that we get to celebrate like Black History Month in different months that we get to celebrate but just celebrating you know people like you and 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 people like I had on my podcast the other just yesterday Myron Golden and people that have had at, at a certain time like my pastor that I just was at my church before we moved over here uh, D- Dwight Rogers, who, who, um, fought, has fought the good fight, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. has, has persevered through that. And, and I just want to thank you for sharing that because sometimes, uh, what I think, and, and there's thousands and thousands of podcasts, but I want this to be different because I want people to hear this and their life be changed, not just yeah. hear information and, and then forget what they learned or forget what they heard the next day, but leave and go there. And, and, and we know this even from being in church, like, you know, uh, about 15% of the people can remember by Wednesday what they heard on Sunday. Right, and right. this is kind of really cool. Um, I, it just didn't kind of went that way is that when I was praying about today about our interview is that, you know, um, we, we joined a, a life group. And I think it's just back because of the accountability thing that we started months ago is that, and it's on sermon review, right? How, how much longer do you think we're going to remember that message if we review it on Monday, right? right. Every right. week. And right. so um, thank you for sharing that. And thank right. you for, I mean, just, just thank you for persevering through, you know, the, the life and in general. And, you know, it, it's, it's great to watch people step into that. I was telling Don that I was sharing that with a friend of mine who's been a counselor for 25 years and that pays the bills, just like being a teacher paid the bills, right? And then you, you, you get that fear and that doubt and that worry about, okay, I know I'm supposed to do this, but my wife is telling me, hey, we still need to pay the bills, right? Yeah. And, and, and you've went through the, some deliverance, you've went through some, some just stuff that has allowed your marriage to be, to be better. Yeah. And uh, so why don't you talk about like your health and stuff? Like, yeah. t- talk about how important, like I know that you and your wife are pretty much on the same page when it comes to that. And, and same thing with your daughter. Talk about what you guys do. Because I think being healthy is part of our ministry. It's part of our obedience. It's part of what we do is presenting ourselves living sacrifices, right? So talk a little bit about, you know, from a health perspective, what you do to stay healthy, to be vibrant, to, to sleep better, and do the things that you do to stay healthy and to yeah, look man. young. Like since we're in the 80s, we're like those 80s babies. I used to have a mullet, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and so tell me some things you're doing to look younger like we do look younger right. and to stay younger. Right. Man, honestly, I, I think that, um, you know, a big part of it for me uh, historically has been um, probably because of my upbringing. I, I didn't live like a hard life. Um, I was, uh, you know, my, my dad had a little, a little bit of, of a history with like with uh, alcoholism, like functioning alcoholism, I would say. Um, my dad's side of the family for sure. Um, my mom's side, uh, historically, like they, they were like, they, you know, are, are more, um, polished, but, um, there's some substance abuse there as well. 
And so my parents really uh, wanted my, my brother and I like to, to really stay away from um, any kind of substance abuse. You know what I'm saying? And so I think when it came down to like, you know, my teen years and my young adult years, I wasn't a huge partier. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? And so I think number one, um, not really buying into the whole control substances thing. Like th- that was a really big thing that I still carry to this day. I'm, I'm a huge water drinker. Uh, I think, uh, alkaline water, you know what I'm saying? We've been, we've been on, on alkaline water now for, oh my goodness, like at least five or six years now. It's been a game changer. Like we're, we're rarely sick. Um, we can feel the difference in our body when we are drinking other types of water. Um, we're not big soda people, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that type of deal. Um, my wife, man, I gotta thank God for her because um, if it was up, if it was up to me, I would eat a Chick Fil A chicken sandwich every day without any kind of condemnation. Um, but man, she's really trying to get us more towards a plant based type of diet. Um, not not totally one hundred percent, but like really moving towards that that direction. Um, and so she's really big on um, on you know veggies and fruits and you know f- like fresh stuff. Um, it has been amazing, man. Like the more that, and here's where like the holisticness of life comes in. You, you talked about it earlier, but it's like the more that God has, um, you know, gotten me to where I need to be as a husband and the more that I've let go of fear that's affected me internally. It's affected my business. It's affected the way that um, it's affected my platform, all of that stuff. It's beautiful because it's like the more that God has put my wife and Frida up to be in position to literally be the one who is now, you know, we look to for our nourishment, you know what I'm saying? And so before that, Michael, it was like flipped on his head where, um, because my wife uh, has um, chosen to, to, to work, it was more, more so a thing where I overcompensated for my, for my insecurities. And I, and I had more of like a, you know, this creative homemaker type of identity. <laughs> um, but man, so, you know, health for us definitely is related to like what we're ingesting, but it's so much more, about um, what we're taking in, in terms of our media, in terms of our mindset, in terms of the people that we're around, um, we're really beginning to adopt this true idea of what it means to be holy. And when I think of holiness, I think of of, of wholeness. You know, what I'm saying like one thing yeah. about I think about God. You know, the reason why He doesn't want us to to not be holy is because like it really defragments like who He created us to be. And so we are image bearers of the Lord. And so when we choose to go left or right, and whenever we choose to tap into things that aren't of God it distorts who we're supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? So yes. my wife, Abby and I, man, we've really tried to adopt a um, holistic lifestyle. And, but um, so much of that, bro, is, um, you know, honestly, I can honestly say that like in this season that we're in, sleep for me uh, is not as a priority as it should be. Um, but when I, when I we'll can't take talk nap, about that, we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we will. I know, I know you're going to, you're going to get on me about that. Um, yeah, I I know you are. I look, I know we have, we have our accountability call tomorrow. So you're going to be like, Hey, yesterday on the podcast, yeah, this guy, but, um, I'll say, man, that, uh, for us, health equals, uh, being holistic and health equals holiness, you know? And so I think, you know, if you are a religious or Christian or, you know, whatever you ascribe to holiness is kind of seen as like this. Uh, type of thing, this this separate type of thing. But man, I, when I think of holiness and, and look at who God is, I look at uh, a being who is multifaceted. He's able to be multifaceted, but yet he doesn't deviate from his essence. And so I think that that's the same thing with us is that we can have this multifaceted uh, dimension to us, but we don't need to be or get away from who we are, you know what I'm saying, at our very essence, which is an image bearer of God, you know? That's so. good. That's good. And you know, it's, um, my wife always has this thing that she wants people to be healed, whole, and holy. Yes. And, 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 and I, and I, it kind of gave me that revelation of that, of what that, what the truth of that is, because, uh, when I look at people, like when I look at my friends and people that are my age, they don't, they don't look healthy. I, I, um, I posted this today, Dawn, um, and, and us being in, and, and I want to share this, some, uh, us being from, you know, the 80 babies, right? Like, like there, we, the people that you said, and you said this, this is what's important. And hopefully the listeners say, you know, I just did a, a, a post the other day on the law of the environment. You just said it, the environment that we place ourselves in. Yeah. Uh, if we hang around people that are doing drugs or alcohol, if we hang around people that are eating bad, when we go out to eat, we're attracted to that because of the law of the environment that we place ourselves in. 1,000%. And, 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 and I, I, as a health coach and as a nutritionist, I, I don't want to be that person. You know, I, I, 
I, I was looking at this, Don, and it said 75% of people our age, um, or, you know, three out of every four adults between the ages of 50 and 60, okay, I'll be 52 this year, prescription drugs compared, use prescription drugs, 75% of them, right, compared to 91% of those 80 or older, right? My dad just turned 80. It says that the average number of prescriptions from people ages 50 to 64 are 13. It means the average person in that age takes wow. 13 medications. And then 22 in 80 and older. Now, my dad at one time was on 19 medications. He's now only on two at 80. So um, I'm just thank God that he's listened, right? Like, yeah. Uh, and so, Don, let me ask you this. This is kind of a two-part question. Um, what are some things that men that are listening today, um, and, and it's funny, we've Sebastian and I were talking about this, how many women are listening and then giving these to their, their husbands, yeah. I mean, even though we just started. What is the best thing that men can do to improve their relationships? Maybe it's a relationship with their spouse. Um, and then second part of that question is how important is accountability? I, I know, but I, I know, and you know, because we're accountability partners, but I would like our listeners to hear how important it is for you. So two part question, what is the best thing that men can do to improve their relationships? And then how important is accountability in that part of, of relationships? Yeah, man. Wow. So the, f- the first thing I would say is, um, is, um, <laughs> I think about, for me, one of the biggest things that I've done recently to improve my relationships is um, knowing that I have feelings, but that my feelings are only an indicator of something deeper and being willing to do the work to, one, to, to identify what I'm feeling. Because as men, we typically only have two emotions, like either we're angry or we're excited about something, our our work, sports team, or sex. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you know so like we... We can we can only pigeonhole ourselves into having like you know this, this spectrum of two emotions, right? Yeah. But you know, again, um, when I look at you know any, especially the Bible, like God's word, and well, man, I tell you, when, when you study the men of God in the Bible, and you look at it from a framework of who they were in their emotional makeup. What's so great is that, man, you can find the spectrum and the gamut of, of any type of man that dealt with any and every type of emotion, right? But what's beautiful is that, like, God gives us a picture of how they dealt with all those things, the good, bad, and ugly, right? And what's so cool, man, is that, like, we can really get a glimpse of uh, of how we can navigate through the gamut of, of life and everything that can come at us as leaders and as husbands and as, you know what I'm saying, business owners or workers or whatever the case is. And how God wants us to deal with those emotions in light of of who we are, having his image, but then also in light of, take a step further, in light of now, for those of us who've trusted in Jesus and who have gotten now the gift of God's spirit inside of us. So now we've gone from like, you know, just human, you know what I'm saying, and and, and limited to now limitless, right? Um, that's like the ultimate biohack to me. But you know what I'm saying? So when I think about, <laughs> when I think about, God's power working in us. Those of you that are just listening can't see it, but I have a biohacker shirt on. So <laughs> yeah. today, those of you that are listening can't see that that I have my biohacker shirt on. So I'll let Don go on. He just he looks good. He looks good in it too. But yeah, man, uh, so that'll be for me number one. Uh, being honest about just where you are, but I think that um, a lot of men are afraid to go there because that, to a degree, takes a lot, a, a lot of time, and we want to focus on like one thing. But what will happen is this, what I've seen in my life and what I and what I continue to really like buckle down on is this, is if I don't assess like what's going on and why it's going on, it will tear down everything around me. It'll tear down my business, it'll tear down my marriage, it'll tear down my relationship with my daughter, it'll tear down my friendships because I haven't been willing to do the work, right? And you know what's so crazy, Michael, is that nobody can, can do that work for me. I have to be willing to do that for myself. So that's number one for me. I think number two, um, something that's helpful for men in their relationships is um, it's just being authentic, man. Like we're just so good at wearing a mask. Um, we pride ourselves on what we do uh, and we equate that to who we are. But I think that, um, you know, we're seeing more and more, um, especially in the age of of social media, you know, because I'm I'm an older millennial. But Michael, like I've just been amazed, man, at, um, at the number of my peers who uh, who really aren't known. They're not known for who they really are. 
And it's because they feel like if they let someone know who they really are, then they'll face rejection. But what's so crazy is this is that they end up now living a life on an island by themselves. And as we know, like if you're if you're like in a war, man, like as a soldier, like you don't go off by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like there is there is power in the fold, there is power in and there's safety in you staying and you sticking in community, right? Which leads me to the, the accountability question. Um, brother, uh, you know, you and I, you know, for, for the last, I, I mean, it's, it's been like a year that we've known each other now and some change, which is crazy to me. January last year. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, accountability to me is accounting for your abilities. There, there have been so many times where you and I've talked or you and I and Tim have talked or Tim and I have talked and I've had to be called on a carpet about not really accounting for my ability. Either I am not arising to who God has called me to be. Um, or I am, um, limiting myself, uh, or things are going great, but I'm losing sight of all the other things that I need to be cognizant of. And brother, like that is where you really become healthy and whole where again, we're not going to have everything together. Right. But you have to have men in your life who are saying to you, how are you for real? Like, don't, don't be yes me. Like, how are you? You need to be able to look at another man in his face and he knows you well enough to look at you and say, you're not doing good or what's going on with you, right? But you have to live authentically enough. You have to be secure enough in the safety of that relationship to where you can then press into his ability to, to then challenge you, to encourage you, and to ultimately hold you accountable to your abilities. And so, um, okay. yeah, man, this is a, a couple of my initial thoughts about that. Well, I love that because it was really funny. I, I interviewed um, my friend and I was trying to find this. It must be on my other page of notes, but um, that's exactly what my friend Nicholas Barely said. Nicholas is uh, um, at the younger spectrum of the millennials, 28 years old and, yeah. and has been top 30 under 30 by Forbes and all these other, he said that, he said that about accountability. I'm going to hold you accountable to your abilities. Like, like saying what you need to hear or not saying what you, what you need to hear, not what you want you to want hear. To hear. Yep. Tell, and, 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 and I want to say this because I think it's good that we say these things publicly is that for a while when Donald would say, ah, oh, can't do this. I can't do that. I can't see you then. I can't talk then. I'll be like, well, that man just doesn't want to see me. He doesn't want to spend time with me. But here's what I learned from him. Okay. And maybe some of you are listening to this and you have a friend like this, or maybe it's your accountability partner. Maybe it's a father or a mother or somebody that you're learning from that's, that's speaking in your mind. It's like those of you listening, um, maybe you're, maybe you're not respecting your mother and father, right? Maybe you're, you know, like my friend, Andrew, that I just led to Christ, uh, who had heard me on another podcast, who now is his father has come to know the Lord and his mother has come to know the Lord. And one wow. decision changed your, changes your world radically. He just texted me earlier and said he was going on his first retreat and that he really wanted to have intimacy with God. But here's what I learned about Donald is that he's super intentional and super protective of his time. And I think a lot, I think that's something that I've, I've learned. I, I, I actually, um, I went and bought a paper calendar, right? I went and bought a paper calendar because I realized that if I put my schedule in my phone, nobody could make an appointment with me, yep. right? Like, it was like, everybody's like, I can't make an appointment with you. I was like, oh, that's because I have like everything in my phone, right? So nobody can make an appointment. So I got a paper calendar and, uh, you know, I sat, I sat down this last couple of days and started to write things out and be intentional about it. So I just want to say publicly, thank you for for yeah, kind man. of being protective of your time because you are a father. You, you, you know, just like when he says at five o'clock, it's time for us to get off our call. Cause I got to go be, I got to go be a dad. I got to go be a husband like, like that. Um, most people would look at that and say like, well, why is he like that? But he's like that because he, he, he just said it. It, it. He wants to, to be accountable to the things that God has called him to be accountable to. And so I just want to publicly say uh, thank you for for doing that. Thank you for being hold it. And 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 now you just, now now you got to make time for me. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> man. Um, you know you, you know what was so interesting about that is this is that um that is not something that comes naturally to me. I am highly relational. Um, I I'm fed by relationship. Like literally, I, I, <laughs> when it comes down to business. Uh, I'll probably do everything that I do for free because I just really just enjoy people. Um, can't uh, do it. Get yeah, bro. but you can't, right? It's a bro. Um, but I would say here in the last, again, the last four to six months, uh, I've learned, I would highly recommend um, if anybody hasn't, that they should probably take the Clifton Strengths Assessment. Um, it's kind of like your, your your top 30 strengths, right? And um, and my number 30 strength is being analytical. Uh, and so 
I am naturally somebody. That's interesting, right? I'm naturally somebody who will, who will be in a room, and I'm not. I'm not looking around like I'm, I'm not analyzing. I'm very much about like the people, right? But what happens is, is that um, I can be with people and really not get a whole lot done. Like when it comes down to like making traction, right? Because I'm fed by relationship, and so I had to learn, Michael. I don't. That's who you are. Honor that. Protect that. Um, don't diminish that. Because I think I also went to the other end of the spectrum. Where it was kind of like. I well, that's got to be a hermit, or I got to just focus and lock in. It's kind of like, no, that's actually killing me a little bit because I need that. It's, it's off balance, right? Um, but I learned, okay, there's a way in which you can be relational, but you got to put time frames around it because for you to be effective, for you to be a good steward of the time that God has given you, um, you just have to be more intentional about that. And so um, at times it hurts. It hurts to have to get get, up, get off, off the phone or to have to leave a a breakfast early or something like that. Or I had to say no to my friend, Michael Huey. Now we, we can't have lunch this week or something like that because of time. Lunch never. He never has lunch with me. <laughs> he never has lunch with me. Oh, man. But, um, no, man. No, I take that back. We did. He did take me when we first got here. He took me to this really I, I, thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That place was off the chain. But we got to yeah, go back there again. I think that might have to be one of our hot spots. We yeah, we got we to go back, man, for sure. Uh, but yeah, man, that that's all a part of accounting for my ability. I have to also account for my time, you know? Well, one of the things I learned is I recently, I was listening to my friend Joel Marion and and Don and I, we listened to a lot of his stuff and, and um, just the impact that significance has. And significance comes when it's not about you. when when And then when it is about you, there's, yeah. that, there's that balance, right? You make yeah. it about others and then you become significant. But you value that time and you you do that. So why don't you tell me what has been some great tips and stuff since you've transitioned into an entrepreneur? Maybe there's an entrepreneur listening that is thinking about going into full-time entrepreneurship, knows that they're kind of called that, but kind of still teetering. And I I, I, I shared with, with Don before we came on, my, my friend, as I said, my friend, Wendy, who who is uh, a friend of my wife and I's, and, and she's like, Michael, I'm just not driven by counseling anymore. But yes, it pays the bills, but I feel like I'm supposed to be coaching and teaching and using the gifts that God gives me. And so why don't you talk real quick about some pointers and some tips and some inside that you've used, you know, protecting your time and some other things that you've used in a transition to go into being an entrepreneur and what that looks like. Yeah. So, uh, and, and real candidness, I think that we're in the age where entrepreneurship is, is sexy. Um, and w- when I look at the definition of entrepreneur, it literally is a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses taking on greater than normal financial risks in order to do so. Um, and, and that's from the, uh, that's the Oxford English dictionary, that's right? That's true, well, but that's a good, uh, definition, good definition. But I'm like, okay, wow. So a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses it takes on greater than normal risk, uh, financial risk at that. The yeah. first thing I would say is um, this kind of ties into, you know, into, into what to me has been the biggest blessing, but yet the biggest pain in my adult life. My wife and I, uh, you know, years ago, um, the first six years of our marriage were able to pay off about $140,000 in, in debt. That's like all of our student loans, cars, credit cards, uh, consumer debt, Um and um, it was an amazing opportunity for us to uh, to operate from a place of um, a place of just of peace. Um, and then we uh, we purchased our our home, uh, or should I say, we purchased our, our mortgage because we we still <laughs> owe the bank. Right? You, purchased, you purchased the bank's home. Right? Yeah, 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 the, the bank's home. Um, and so two years ago, whenever I started to feel this tug to go full time into business, um, I began to massively rack up debt in order to leverage um, getting ahead of business to the tune of 20 some thousand dollars. Remember, and so when you look at the definition of entrepreneurship, it's from a from a uh, normal perspective, it is, you know, taking huge financial risk in order to build a business or businesses. I've been there. But I think what a wisdom says is. First of all, I think that wisdom would be you need to have probably a cushion of some sort. So if you if you kept your job and started your business on the side and you began to build a nest egg so that your first six months to a year full time in business, you could focus on the systems and processes that are only going to able enable you to be that that much more effective in whatever you're doing. That gives you that bandwidth, man, like to really focus on being great at what you do. You're not so much focused on the grind of paying the bills. Right. And I think at, at times early entrepreneurs like myself, we get into this space where we feel so under the gun and, and under the pressure um, there's kind of like this, this, this grind and hustle culture now where I'm like, I don't know 
how much of that is necessarily healthy or necessary or true. Yeah. Um, and so that's number one for me. I think we have to. I don't think it is either. I think you're right on. I don't think it, it, it Myron brought it up yesterday on my interview yesterday. It's like, what is this hustle, 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 hustle? Yeah. Yeah. You work smarter. You don't have to hustle. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, 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 I, and, and I think wisdom says no hustle in necessarily the way that I, I don't think God has designed us to hustle. I think it's work because to me, hustle, because I've experienced it, hustle puts you under this, this umbrella and this covering of striving, right? Um, I think for those of us who are people of faith, it reintroduces the, the effects of, of, of the fall and the curse where like God literally says to Adam, hey, Adam, you're going to work and you're going to work by, by the sweat of your brow. And the the ground is going to produce thorns, right? So, like, your work is going to be this heavy taxing load, which I don't know, Michael, and maybe you can speak to this, but I think a, a, a kingdom entrepreneur or somebody who is about, like, running their business in a way that is, that has God as their ultimate partner, that we're working hard, but it's not striving because we know that ultimately all of the goodness of our business comes from us being faithful to what God's called to do, right? Yeah. So that's my number one. Um, having somewhat of a cushion and a nest egg or a safety point that you can kind of start from. I think number two, um, it's probably going to be if you're you know a new entrepreneur, is being honest about like, hey, um, knowing what business really is. Like, um, if you think of business as only being profit driven, um, I don't know if that's really the the win uh, because ultimately. If it's only profit driven, then it becomes a by any any means necessary, you know. And I think about again the people. I think about the relationships. I think about the infrastructures that are um, that are rolled over in the process. You know, what I'm saying like it's kind of like this this bulldozing culture where it's like, yo, whatever I got to do, dog eat dog, like get out of my way because at the end of the day, it's going to be about producing a profit. You know, what I'm saying. So I think you have to really see, okay, what is um what's my personal philosophy or understanding of what my business is. And so for me, doing voiceovers and being a video editor, like I love working with brands and people and individuals and businesses that are about affecting and literally like changing the world like for the good, right? So for me, Michael, I may take a loss on my rate, right? If a smaller business is just getting started and they can't afford my market rate, right? But at the end of the day, if they're growing and, and, and I take that quote unquote, that L on the front end, who do you think that is going to be the, their go-to guy at, as they grow for, for, for their needs? It's going to be me, right? Yeah, 100%. So my personal business philosophy, you know what I'm saying, is, is, is going to drive my daily decisions. You know what I'm saying? 100%, 100%. So, um, yeah, man, those are, those are two, two quick things that come to mind for no, me. That, that's awesome. And that's very deep, too. And I hope you guys, you know, maybe you should go back and listen to this over again. It was really funny you brought this up, Don, because yesterday when I was talking, I took, I took some notes and I go back. I realized today that, 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 that this sends me a recording. So... Instead of me trying to write stuff down fast, I'm, I'm going back and listening to the recordings of this. And I took some notes yesterday about, about when, 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 when Myron said that he really recognized God's sovereignty. And he, and he said this, and, and you can appreciate this. He said, why, why do they call God the King of Kings? And of course, all these things go through your head, like, you know, why, right? And he said, and, and I was like, I got closer to the screen. No, you know, we're recording and we're, we're on, on Zoom so we can do video with this so people can actually see it and sit down and watch it if they like. And, and he said, because we're his kings. Right. And, and he said, it's because you have to yield to yep. the assignment that God has given you. 1,000%. And then that kingdom and that dominion that God is over, he gives you that assignment. And then that's why he's the king of the kings, us. The right. kings over our dominion and our, and I was like, wow. He talked about communication and, and, you know, um, yeah, just, just exactly what you're saying. Like I, I, w I went, when you're talking, I went right to this page where exactly said in, in confirmation, kind of what, what we know sometimes doesn't necessarily transform to the things that we're capable of doing because we look at our identity as not we, uh, my friend Todd White always says, stop looking at your identity from man's perspective. Look at it from God's perspective. Yes. Right. Um, look, the, 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 like we're, both of us are married to amazing women. And we, we, I, I think I've started to realize that more and more. And I, I said this a couple of weeks ago that I realized that my wife was not an entrepreneur, right? Like, um, and, 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 and I'm just going to guess this without saying that. I don't think Don's wife is either, right? Like she's not, she's, she's, she's not like, 
she forces herself to do some videos that they do together. But I, 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 I think she likes it when she's doing it, but she's like, okay, Don, now you take the rest right. and do what you need to do with it. Right. Yeah. Like it's yeah. my wife. I, I think it's funny. You know, I think that our wives are very similar in that. Like they like to work for somebody else because it's their, it's their, it's their kingdom, right? Yeah. It's their kingdom. And my wife is now thriving in a job that, paying her a lot of money and she's not working and she's, and, and you know, just like with me guys, I believe this. You don't have to believe this. I believe this. I believe you should create multiple streams of income. Right. I mm-hmm. believe that when you work for, when you work those three to five years, like, like me, I have a six figure residual income business. Like how many of you listening today would like to have one of those? Well, you can't, you, you just have to be in the right environment. Don and I were talking about that like earlier, like yeah. being in the right environment. So, yes, so you, you shared a couple of those things. Why don't you share before we get here to the close, why don't you share maybe a tip? Like, like here's, it's really cool. Something I think that's really impacted both of our lives is um, I did an interview with my friend, George Bryant, not too long ago. And I think Don listened to it like five times. And I think I probably listened to it like 10 times. And we realized how important building relationships was. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like we didn't necessarily, we don't need the, not that they're not good, not the Facebook ads and all that stuff that goes in that. But I mean, George has basically built multiple seven figure businesses and people have given him percentages in those businesses because he served other people. Yeah. And so maybe somebody's listening today and they're just looking for one tip that they can implement in the next couple of weeks in their business or, or, Hey, um, maybe it's something that you just have on your heart that, that, that you, that you've really been wanting to share. That's really been working in your business and in your life that, that they can do. Why don't you just share maybe one or two of those things? Um, something that's encouraged me is, um, is that you can only be truly successful in business to the level to which you are whole. Um, yeah. Michael, you know, uh, for me, the last six to eight months of my life, I've gone through a stripping, a stripping, not stripping. I ain't on the pole, but a stripping, <laughs> a stripping from the He's not a stripper. He's not yeah, a yeah. stripper. He's got a, shirt, he's got a shirt on just so y'all know. He's not yeah, yeah. A stripping from the Lord. Um, and what it's produced in me is like a perspective on what it truly means to be whole, right? So for example, similar to what we were saying earlier, Donald Gatson is not what he does, but first he is a son of the King of Kings, number one. And he's a king. Yep. Right. And so from that perspective, I now come from a place of abundance. And so you talked about George. So now it hurts me nothing. If I'm trying to close a client, it costs me nothing to literally show them a sample of what I'll do for them for free, send it to them, get them to taste what could potentially be theirs. And now it takes the the pressure of closing them off. Now it's like, hey, you know what I, you know what you can get. You know the pain point that is relieved from outsourcing it to me or giving me the work or whatever the case is. And now it's just about, hey, um, how can we, how can we now make make it work? Right? It, it takes the pressure off. And so something that I've seen, Michael, is this: this phone having one of these is the biggest hack that you could ever have to building your business. Um, whatever social media or even email, like whatever the case is, whatever your medium is that you use to get your message out about your business, you really have to go 1000% in on that because anybody is accessible. Anybody is willing to do business with you, but you have to believe enough in your God-given abilities that, that you can execute. And you got to be willing to serve people well, because at the end of the day, man, like I'm just a firm believer in like, if you serve well, man, that people will come back to you over and over and over again, but you, you have to give them a taste of it uh, before um, they commit to that, to that process. And that's okay. But if you're really as good as you say, as you say that you are, then what are we talking about? You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's maybe like four or five different things in one, but, um, but man, we are, and one of the biggest and most amazing times ever to uh, to truly build a business that ultimately I think that and you know for a lot of us Michael I don't think that a lot of us are so much about like oh we want to have the big that we, we want to be the next Amazon right or the next whatever but I think for the majority of people who are listening if they're building a business they want to bring something of good to people so whether that's a product or a service they want to produce something good. But then they also want to be able to be blessed from the efforts of their labor. Um, and so I think 
also knowing when enough is enough, right? Um, and that's why my wife and I have been so public about our debt freedom journey. And even most recently with, with this whole financial infidelity thing that we've gone through is that, you know what, man, like if you can be free of owing other people, then how much do, do you really need to live on? Yes, we want to leave an inheritance. Yes, we want to, you know, we want to be a blessing to others, but like, how much do you really need? Um, and so now Abby and I are not asking that question. Okay. Like, man, okay, we've, we've done this, Donald. We, we've been through debt freedom 1.0 and now 2.0. Now it's time for us to build, but we're building for something that's much bigger th- than ourselves. And now we're asking, okay, how much is enough? Because, um, you know, being in my first year of full-time business, um, I'm not making six figures a year yet. Right. Uh, and I'm saying like, wow, every dollar counts. And my perspective is, wow, there's so, there's so much abundance all around me, right? Some days it's a hundred bucks. Some days it's two thousand. You know what I'm saying? But it's like that type of abundant mindset causes me to question, wow, okay, how much is enough? And how much of a blessing can, can I truly be? But first I have to be whole and I have to be healed and I have to be uh, true and authentic to myself in order to, to even get there. So, um, so yeah, man, I can go on and on about, about no, this stuff, man, but, um, but yeah, man. That's good. That's good. Um, and one of the things that I've really realized is, is that um, people don't, we, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? And, and, and I've always said this, you know, the person who asks the most questions wins. When, when we ask questions and really get people to know that it's about them and, and that we're listening, you know, it's, it's really funny. I, I interviewed a marriage, uh, a couple the other day on my podcast, my friend Chris Borghese and Tara Borghese, which is Nicholas Bailey's mother and father-in-law, right? And, and, and I, I, you know, when they're talking about marriage, I'm taking notes. Like they've been married for 30 years and, and have three amazing God fearing kids. Like I'm going to take some notes. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and Don, they said, they said two really cool things. They said, uh, one, here's, here's a thing that we can learn about. Like both of our spouses work. Right. And, and they come home and we ask them, Hey, what's the first, what's the first thing we ask them when they come in the door? Hey baby, how was, how your, was, day? Right. How was your day? How was your work? And he said, why don't you try this? And I'm, I'm going to laminate this. He said, why don't you try this? He said, why don't you at, why don't you just listen? And then when they're done, say, hey, or, or even at the beginning, say, hey, baby, would you like for me to just listen? Or would you like some feedback at the end? And man, I've done it the last three days. And man, has it made a massive difference. It's a, it's a game changer, huh? And in a communication with my wife, like just how, yeah. <clears throat> you know, we, I, I think that you and I, even during this time frame that we've known each other, have become better communicators with our spouses. And we've become yes. better communicators with our spouses because we've started to listen more, yes. right? Like, and we've not sweated the small stuff. Right. Like, Michael. you know, Steve. where, where is a picture supposed to be hung and why did you hang that there? Who really cares? Right. Like yeah. you, um, I, I shared this, this, uh, this week and I'll probably share it with you guys tomorrow on our call is I, I've, I've actually had the first bad interaction with a client that I've had probably in 15 or 20 years wow. this week. And it was one of my high paying coaching clients and, and it was challenging for me and maybe he'll listen to this and I don't really care because it's not about me. It's about God. And I realized that, um, Don, a lot of times, um, we try to fight our battles when God's already fought it for us. Right. And, um, and I really learned and grew this week a lot, like every single day. I think when you're in that, when you're in horizontal and vertical relationship with God, your, your wisdom that you talked about is manifested in our lives, yes. manifested in that healing. Cause I know you guys heard Don talk about it. He went through some deliverance and some healing recently yeah. that a lot, I believe allowed him to be a better husband, yeah, allowed him to be a better yeah. father. Right. thousand percent. Yeah. And, and so maybe you're listening today and uh, you have a business, maybe you're wanting to start a podcast. And uh, so Don, why don't you tell us how people can connect with you? Like, um, just, I don't know if you guys, li- like I said, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the beginning, but if you haven't, you can go back and listen to the beginning and just listen to Don. I actually just played it for one of my friends who will probably be calling Don. Guys, when you, let me, let me just share this with you. When you have something to bless other people, when you know people are talented, Proverbs 3 and 27 says, if you have any good thing in your hand, my friend, a man who I love and appreciate and value, who I feel is the same, feels the same about me. We know, like, and trust each other, right? It, it's, it's, it, it, Jesus had 12, but he had Peter, James, and John. He didn't, he, he wasn't as close to the other nine as he was to those three. And, and I think that you, you give value to others because of the value that they give to you. So I'm going to tell everybody, 
about Don. And, and, and it's because, and you know, and I'm hoping that someday I can do some business. I, Don and I can do some things together, you know, and uh, Tim, Tim, actually our other accountability partner is coming here um, soon to, to spend weeks, some time yeah. with us. Yeah, actually this weekend, actually. Mm. Um, and, and to be able to uh, spend some time together, but you know, him and I are getting ready to do business together. And, and so tell people how they can connect with you and yeah. reach out to you and, and build, build a relationship with you. Yeah. So, uh, you can go to donaldthevoice.com. Uh, that's where you can learn more about me and, uh, see my voiceover services uh, that I offer. Um, anything voiceover, man, uh, obviously commercials, promos, audiobooks, podcasts, narration, I'm saying all the, all everything voice related. Um, and then, uh, if you have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter. And if you have a TikTok, I don't know if you, if your audience has a, a TikTok, Michael. But uh, I don't even know what that is. You probably have to tell me about. Yeah, that. I'm a, I'm I'm on uh, Donald the Voice on all of those, and then on Facebook, you can just go to uh, Facebook.com/slash/Donald. Uh, I think it's dot the voice, um, and you can feel free to befriend me there, man. And we can um we can get to know each other, and uh, I can figure out how I can serve you and love on you, and uh, it'll it'll be cool. It's awesome. Well, guys, I hope that you guys have taken some things away from this today. I always, I told, I, I told my wife this morning that I've been filling up these notebooks, but then I realized that I can go back and listen to the, just the audio version of this. Cause it, when I download this, it'll give me the audio version and the video version. And, and, and Don does some of that too, just so you guys know, Don does, um, um, editing and, and promotions and all that stuff. So guys, the, he, 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 he ha- he's got a hat on for those of you just listening. Uh, but he wears many hats, right? Yeah. And he's very talented in many hats. And he's stepping into those kingdom anointings, those assignments, yeah, those man. things that God has called him to do to lift up people and to build people up and to build the kingdom. So, Don, thank you for, for joining me today. Thanks for your friendship. Thanks for your accountability. And maybe is there anything that, that maybe is on your heart that you want to just leave with everybody before we, before we close out? Yeah, man. I think uh, the biggest thing, if I could, if I had a minute with anybody, I would just say that um, that time is ticking. Um, time is ticking, and time is your your biggest asset. You know, I mean, obviously, a lot of your audience, Michael, are, are going to fall probably in entrepreneurial space. Um, and so, uh, love on the ones who you're probably doing it for. Um, spend time with them. Um, and, uh, and just do not, do not waste time because, you know, you can waste money. You can always get money back. You can waste a lot of different things, but man, uh, like you said, today is the only today that we'll have. Um, and, uh, and man, what joy it is to know, man, that, um, that we've tapped into what it means to live on purpose. Um, and so, uh, you know, be encouraged with that, man. Um, don't waste time and, uh, and live on purpose for sure. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Guys, thanks for listening to the Heat Plumeth podcast. Let me just tell you this, okay, as we go, that the only, the, the thing that I've learned and what pushed me to do this was my friends. Um, even our other accountability partner, Tim, said when he listened to the podcast that I did with my friend Joe Martin that he felt like he knew me better. And I, I can just tell you that God is in these podcasts. And if you don't share them with people, less people get to see them, less people get to hear them, and less, less, less people are impacted. The yeah. kingdom is less impacted. This is podcasts are not just a tool for you to listen. Okay. They're a tool for you to share. So the more people you share it with, the more people that download this, this, the more lives that get impacted. Had I not stepped into this space, there's a lot of people that have even just texted me just even before we've launched on iTunes, just on Anchor and Spotify, that lives have been changed just in the last week and a half, right? And that only happens if you share. So thanks for joining me today and listening um, on the He Fluence podcast. And my encouragement to you is just to love God, to love people, and to live with passion. Until the next session of the He Fluence podcast, have an incredible rest of your day and week. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.